Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Media Hustle. I'm one of your hosts of three, that is. My name is Victor, also a.k.a. The Operative. And guys, you want to uh, give everybody else your name? I'm Dion. Uh, I'm a Gemini. I like long walks on the beach and uh, vintage AMC Gremlins. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm Adam, a.k.a. Ragnar. I'm a Capricorn, if that really matters. <laughs> and yes, ladies, you're single, in case you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm also a self-identifying lesbian. So. That's, hey, I'm a lesbian, too. Very proud member of Lesbian Club. I got a, ra- I got a rainbow t-shirt, you know what I'm saying, in the closet. <laughs> you know, so I bust out on them in a second. Like, you know, dudes walk up to me like, hey, you want to get together? Like, no, I'm a lesbian. I can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> you got to keep it moving. Like, I, ain't <laughs> I got a tie-dye shirt. It's kind of close. <laughs> I'm saying. But, uh, That'll work. All right, fellas. Um, This is the week we're doing our first inaugural episode of The Media Hustle, which was a brainchild. I would like to say that me and Rag, Rag was the one that kind of uh put the battery in my back, if you will, to start doing podcasts because I, I kind of like left that podcast world behind because I had a previous cast, podcast before. Don't ask me. I'm not going to tell you. So I wonder because it's old, it's dead. Used to be with my wife and the story. Now moving on, but like I said, he kind of put a battery to my back and got me pumped up to start doing the podcast. And um, I'm joined by my real life cousin. We're not play cousins. We're actually blood cousins. Dion that you uh, mentioned himself earlier or introduced himself. Um, I tried to get him in the podcast a lot, right, Dion? I tried to tell him like, go ahead, dude, do your own podcast. But he's like, man, I don't know if I can do it. I don't, I don't feel like I can get it out there or not, but. You know, I'm glad that he's joining me and Rag on this because I think it adds a third dynamic or point of view to this podcast that we're starting. So, like I said, I already told you the name is Media Hustle. Media Hustle is basically just a open topic type of uh, podcast. We're going to touch on different things, maybe a little bit of, you know, well, a little bit of politics, which really is in Dion's kind of wheelhouse. And me and Rag will chime in on our own personal views as well as entertainment, gaming, a little, not too much because. If you stick around, and if you're following our podcast, we're going to do a second podcast. So we're going to separate them and not have them you know, together. Because the more we talked about, the more we came to the idea that we should separate the two and kind of keep Media Hustle just on its own, so far as being that own open topic podcast. So, all right, folks. Yeah, just because me, uh, me and the op could go off on gaming for hours and hours. So if, so. Yeah, if, you, if you're a workout, you definitely want to listen to um, – this, uh, the, the, the podcast that we're doing is going to be get, is gaming, which Rag came up with the name is Gaming is Dead. And you might say to yourself, like, wait a minute, how you guys doing a podcast <laughs> called Gaming is Dead? If you're doing a podcast, we're we're, we're self we're self loathing gamers, right? You know, so <laughs> I mean, An- another title was going to be We Need a Better Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I said, we're going to separate the two, and. We're gonna like hopefully if you're listening to this one, if you can download this one, say to yourself, "Well, I like what these guys talking about on this one." I may not want to listen to game because I'm not really into that. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? You can, you know, we just want you to listen at the end of the day. You know, and we're very open to feedback. We don't have any social media up right now, but we will. You know, we definitely gonna look into that. So if you guys want to send in views, questions, whatever it is that you want to talk about even if you want to send hate mail that's fine you know what i'm saying as long as you as long as you keep it as long as you keep it respectful you know what i'm saying i don't hear all this other 
nonsense and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can say that, you know, for your mama. I'm not really trying to hear that nonsense right now. But like I said, if it's constructive criticism, go ahead, Dion. Because if there one thing hate mail is, it's positive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um, okay, we'd like to do our opening segment. It's called On the Radar, which each um, member of the panel, if you will, just throw out a random topic or anything that might have piqued their interest during the week. And we're going to let uh, Dion start off the first one. So, this week on my radar, Jesse Smollett. Jesse, what the hell are you doing? Poor Jesse. Poor, poor Jesse. <laughs> uh, poor Jesse. So, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Jesse yeah, Smollett yeah. faked a hate crime and homophobic attack and racist attack against himself uh, that was also supposed to be politically motivated. And uh, as you can imagine, his story quickly unraveled when the police asked three questions, I would imagine. Uh, his two co-conspirators rolled over on him immediately. And uh, last I saw, I think he was arrested on Friday. So, they turned fellas, in. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> like I said, Jesse. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Jesse Jackson probably saying to himself, well, <laughs> he's giving the Jesse's a bad name. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> but Jesse Smollett, well, we, me and the, the sort of the pre-show, me and Dion talked about certain things. And my thing with him is that, and I'm saying it again, this dude walks out on stage and calls himself the gay Tupac. Now, like I've, I've said, this dude is narcissistic, arrogant, and a sociopath. You know, it just this it is. I don't want to say it is what it is, but the thing is, is that he knew, and it was so many things that sent up red flags to me, people. You know, the fact he wouldn't let his phone be looked at. That um, what else? Uh, he kept claiming. The story kept trying to match the narrative in which those red flags were coming out. So he would change it and switch it. Go, what else? He went on Good Morning America. It's like, you know, oh, I, you know, I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm gonna keep doing what I want. You know, it's like, dude, stop. <laughs> like I said, it's, he's trying to make it. He was trying to make himself into a martyr, in which you are not, sir. <laughs> you are not a martyr at all, sir. <laughs> at all. Let's take that. Up. Let's take I that off the table. I did not buy his story from the beginning. None of it made any sense to me. The details were sketchy at best, which started out as he said he was attacked by a couple of white guys who were rednecks and screaming, this is Trump country in downtown Chicago. <laughs> Number yeah, two, if <laughs> you are out walking around, and I guess in his version of events, they just came across him after they had been stalking him in California and the, the the two guys who hated you fly coast to coast to track you down and put a twine $2 noose around your neck. Also, his assailants must have been coming home from CVS or something and they happened to have bleach on them. And then after the attack, they poured their bleach on him, which is like if I'm coming home and I see a guy I don't like and I decided to beat your ass, I'm not also going to pour my Clorox on you. That's 439 down the drain. Right. 
but see, the thing is, like I was saying to Dion, is that look, if I'm a person and I'm going to keep it all the way 100, is that if I'm a person who has such hatred towards homosexuals, I'm just, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to leave you alive. I'm going to make an example out of you. That's it's, You don't make an example in that what he claiming and you walk away. And they're also doing a Good Morning America interview. He claimed that he punched one of his assailants. Okay. Now, I don't know if you guys seen these dudes. These dudes are easily like, you know what I'm saying, muscle bomb freaks. Because some people thought they were Nigerian. They claimed that these guys are not from Nigeria. They're two brothers. But these are two buff dudes. You know what I'm saying? 275. You know what I'm saying? Muscle. We ain't talking 275 gut-wise. We're talking like straight up muscle. These dudes are muscle-bound. So there's no way. Looking at Jesse Smollett doesn't, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't look like a buff dude. And there's no way you're going to punch one of them. It's supposedly you're hurt one of the and They leave you alive to talk about <laughs> it. Like, no. Is there any record of him, like, being a martial arts, like, black belt? or? Uh, he could <laughs> I mean, if you want to call um, dance jutsu or something, damn, I mean, I don't know. Dance, uh, that dance. What was that? That one that that remember that movie a long time ago, Dion, that came out in the '90s. That missing. What was it called? It was like fighting and dancing at the same time. I forgot it. It was some movie. Oh, uh, what was it called? I think it started with an S. Oh, I think I remember that. It had that dude Mark uh, DeCarlos in it. You know, I forgot huh. he was in it. And it was like combining dancing. It was it was the same time when you had dirty dancing as well as um <laughs> what was that? Uh remember Salsa the Forbidden Dance, you know, that kind of thing. It came out during that time period. You know, when you everybody was uh, doing all the dance moves. It would have really improved dirty dancing if that guy would have beat the shit out of baby. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, and then they had the nerd to try to make a remake. It's like Dude, nobody look that movie was some movies don't deserve to be remaked. It just fit for its time. And trying to retell it just doesn't work all the time. The movie was only the strong. Only the strong? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Alright, I knew I went it was something. But um Mark DeCasco? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was DeCosta. But uh Brazilian Jiu Jitsu mixed with dance. Right. I definitely, I definitely remember it. I don't, I don't think I ever saw it, but I definitely remember the two things about the movie exists and the star in the movie. But I definitely remember the trailer. And they had him doing like some sort of one hand kick and all those like, like okay. Sorry, right. he he made it up ninety uh, seven for Drive. He got his credit what? back. What year was that movie made? Ninety three. Oh my god. I, I would have thought it was the eighties if you could get a movie where a person's like, Look, we're gonna take martial arts and dance and we're gonna put them in a the movie together and it's gonna be a blockbuster. Uh bring in some more cocaine. High five. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was to try to compete with the uh the best of the best type of movie and no no uh no 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 surrender, no retreat, no surrender. I think that was kind of <laughs> the same vein. That's what they were trying to do, but we don't throw dance into it to make it kind of cool. So when fellas out on the dance floor, they think they too cool, they can do this. <laughs> that kind of thing. But, Turbo and Ozone had enemies, but they never threw any punches. They settled it with dance. <laughs> Alright, but there's no record of of this guy doing only the strong stuff. Last time I seen Mark, uh, Mark was doing, uh, he was, uh, remember, uh, he was Iron Chef, 
America. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that's him. That's who Jesse Smollett should have hired to beat him up. <laughs> no, I think it would have been way more realistic. <laughs> but like I said, let's let's stop picking on poor Jesse. What's what's what you got, Rag? For your radar today. My radar, like well, I don't usually watch the Grammys, but my favorite guitarist, who was like underground metal guitarist in the 90s, was up for one. Mm. And he actually won. And like all the metal, like, well, I guess pop metal, if you want to call it, community, got up in arms. But his, uh, his acceptance speech was amazing. He basically just goes, he goes, um, I've never been, I've never needed to be awarded for what I do. But I guess thanks after 21 years of work for the recognition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was like a slight-handed comment in my book. Like, I mean, he wasn't rude about it, but like, it was just funny. Funny way to accept a Grammy. Yeah, but I mean, that's the same thing with uh, Drake. When I remember, I was talking. Drake went up there and kind of like, I think he was feeling some type of way by saying along the line uh, that we, what really mean to us to, as an artist is that. The people who you know work all day and all night to buy the tickets to come see us, buy our music, yeah. and then they end up cutting them off because that was another kind of like slap in the face, I guess if you will, to the Grammys. And it's like I really don't care because the way the way Drake had the biggest album last year, there's no doubt about it. No matter how you slice it, even bring Carly B and all the no dude had based on the performance of him doing this tour. The streams that he had and the music that he pushed, he had a successful album on Scorpion and just didn't get the recognition. It's, I think he got yeah. one Grammy. He got was that for uh, what was that for one song? So know. Rag, you didn't say who the guitarist is. Who? Was yeah, it? no. So like, um, yeah, I was gonna go into that because oh. like, um, well, the guitarist is Matt Pike. He was in like a '90s. He created a genre called stoner metal. Where they just like take Black Sabbath and slow it down, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but like his solo band High on Fire is the one that won. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, during the exit interview, um, it sort of came up like he basically said, "If we didn't make it by now, I would have told us to, you know, get off the pot, <laughs> right, <laughs> or something like that." It's just a o- overall funny interview. And like acceptance speech, and I'm I'm really glad he won it. Like this guy, like used to like in the early days of the band, he used to the three band members. They used to just tour and sleep in U-Hauls, like <laughs> like so they don't give a shit. Like, but I'm really glad they won it after all these years. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, well deserved, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, if you're a fan of somebody's work, man, it's always good to see people uh, take note or have an interest in letting people know that what you're listening to is cool to other people. So at the end of the day. Yeah. I could finally say I listen to pop music because both Sleep and High on Fire got on Billboard 100. <laughs> I don't even know what the pop station is in my town. I've never even looked for Me it. Me neither. <laughs> like, I'll listen to pop. Like, I like, uh, what's her name? Camilla Cabero. Like, I like that song, Havana. 
But like, I'll only hear pop when I go like out, you know. I'll go, oh, this is a pretty decent song. Yeah. Uh, well, did we strike a nerve, Victor? We, are, are we crapping on pop music? It's your favorite? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. What you mean, dude? Don't call me <laughs> like. Okay, if you if you want to go out, yeah, my guilty pleasure is boy bands. Okay. And it's like what it, is. it is what it is, you know. I, I think I think we uh we slowed Victor's role on uh, Lil Pump's new album, Harvard Dropout. <laughs> you I'm gonna go ahead and you give front. Little Pump the benefit of the doubt and say he misspelled Harvard on purpose. Oh, that's like the mumble rap like you know thing to do, dude. Like throw a bunch of X's in there, misspell stuff. <laughs> Well, I think that came from him working with Kanye because even Rag said he liked that song. Um, I love it, you know. Oh yeah, that's an amazing song. It's just Kanye trolling. Right. I said the same thing. Kanye just has the ability to know he took an artist that you thought you would never see him work with and made a song that people like. So, I mean, it may not the, the so-called purists of hip hop may not like it, but it, hey, it's. It, I mean, he doesn't. I Kanye didn't prove that he doesn't really care what other people really think per se you know at least not publicly privately that might be a different story he might go home and cry on kim's shoulder i don't know you know <laughs> i mean as far as we know we don't know like they made fun of me kim you know what i'm saying I mean, it's like one of those things i don't know i don't i don't think he cares dude <laughs> i think he's like bizarro jay-z in my eyes kanye <laughs> This I got to understand. How, what? In what way? I could go into this in detail for way too long, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like where Jay Z sort of went off the radar, and like in my eyes, has Beyonce calling the shots? Like Kanye calls the shots in that that relationship, you know? Because I listened to the Carters, and me and uh, Op we were talking about the Carters album. I feel bad for Jay-Z after listening to that album. <laughs> well, Beyonce officially got him in a mumble rap. Well, I mean, he I mean, he, he wasn't mumble on, rapping, but she was. He has to walk on a show based on what his past transgressions have brought him. So he got to do what she says. You got to do what she says. It is what it you is. You know what? If if I had Beyonce, I'd I do whatever it says. If I had that ass, I always thought, really, I already thought Kelly Rowland was the most attractive out of that group, to be honest. Yeah, but Beyonce was the more voluptuous, to put it nicely. That's because she is in front like Diana Ross. <laughs> look at me. I'm in front. Of course, that's what you're going to look at the woman in front. <laughs> well, she wasn't well, always I mean, in front. When was when was Beyonce wasn't in front? I mean, in, in Destiny's Child, was she the main singer? Like, I haven't listened to Destiny's Child Absolutely. in a long time. Yeah. It, was, it, should have been called, it should have been called Destiny Child feature. I mean, it should be Beyonce featuring Destiny Child. So, you know what I'm saying? The other way around. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just like, like, just like when they Child. said. Go ahead. We're going we're gonna to have to come back to this next week. Yeah. I need to listen to the first album where, where there was four <laughs> chicks. All right. Yeah. I have to do some Destiny's Child research. All right, but... The only one I'm gonna chime in my on the radar, and it has to be R. Kelly turned himself in. If you've been on the yeah. rock, R. Kelly turned himself in to Chicago 
police department, or I forgot what is it, uh, Cook County, I believe the county of Chicago's there, turned himself in based on the videotape, a second one. <laughs> this is the second one that was sent in, not, that was sent in by the that was that was turned over by the same lawyer that brought the first tape in. Now, according to what the, the, what's on the tape, there are certain sex acts being performed, and which to make me believe that it's an underage girl again. So he's, I think he's facing something like what is that somewhere? Between, is he the one videotaping the stuff? I don't. We I, nobody knows. I mean, he may have a cameraman. Who knows? Oh, please no. Like I imagine he's the one. Like I don't think the girls are like videotaping this. I do believe they said it was a second voice that was heard that happened to be male in the room. Because there's definitely there's definitely people have said that R. Kelly may be bisexual. So Gotcha. So it may I'm not saying the man was on the tape having sex with as far as I know what I was that I read was in the on the on the tape, is just him and the girl. But there was supposedly a second voice but it, I guess I guess my question is: Is he having it taped, or is or is the girl having it taped? Well, the first one, I think he was taping it because you can clearly see he even looks at the camera, and you can see that's clearly him. But why is he taping it if he's doing all this atrocious well, stuff? Like well, this is just evidence, you. dude. Well, this is not how you. <laughs> is he going back later and he goes, "Oh, let me review this so I can do better next time." Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe he critiqued himself. Maybe I didn't. He might be thinking I didn't put enough pelvis in this time, so I gotta work my pelvis a little bit more. I mean, who's to really say? You know? Maybe I should drink orange Gatorade that day. You know? Could be. I, I, I would have. I have no problem saying with one hundred percent certainty that I believe it's R. Kelly. I don't think any of those young women. Oh, like R. Kelly's gonna piss in my mouth. I gotta record this. This for posterity. Like right. it's got to be R. Kelly who wants yeah. to record this kind of stuff, and it, I, 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 the reason why I think it's the same reason why you want to record your sex tapes so you can watch them later when you're single and lonely and cry. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Like yeah. think about all your sex tapes. How many of those was the girl's idea? Like, come on. <laughs> Y'all know how I roll. <laughs> I guarantee when you get Beyonce, it's not going to be her idea to record you two going at it. True. Yeah. I, this topic brings me to something that I was discussing with a buddy of mine, and I want to get you guys' opinion on this because uh, we've gone back and forth, and it gets pretty heated, and everybody has a really strong opinion on it, and that is this. Can you hate the art and still love the art? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to start listening to R. Kelly because of that. I mean, you can take it how you want to. <laughs> but, I mean, you've heard the calls for the boycott. I'm sure that, you know, everybody in the world are not supposed to be listening to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. And the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I I guess the argument is being made by some people by saying, when you listen to R. Kelly, he's really singing to, about the underage girl. You remind me of my Jeep or, you know what I'm saying, let's go half on a room, can go half on a baby. He's, he's talking to somebody that's 15. I don't fantasize about it. When I hear the song, I fantasize about grown women. <laughs> I don't know about it for well, anybody else. <laughs> I don't know how much of R. Kelly's catalog uh, you all know, but 
I the one thing that stuck out of my mind when I heard about R. Kelly and underage women was seems like you're ready. I just went, ew, like a, a shiver went up my spine thinking about that song. <laughs> no, but I mean, well, who's somebody else that said the same thing? I mean, is it any different than uh, what is that? Winger, seventeen. She's not. <laughs> she's young, but she's old enough for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm saying the same thing. I, I was actually listening to that song in high school because I was 18 dating a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just brought me back, dude. <laughs> Winger was my you shit. Got this podcast boycotted because. Oh please, dude. You mean oh? No, it might I, mute it might rag know. hashtag mute rag. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was 18 dating a 17. So what's wrong with that? Looks like he committed any Somebody crimes. will find fault with it. Yeah, um, that's legal in Florida, dude. Florida man. It's also legal in Nevada, which I, to me personally, I think Tiger had sex with Kylie in Nevada. <laughs> Just to, for the legal wise, I think that's what he did. Me, that's what I believe. I mean, we know everybody know dog or Tiger was having sex with that girl when she was probably like seventeen, what sixteen, I think maybe. I forgot how old she was when I want to say sixteen. And we all know it's 18 in California, but they had they definitely I took a trip. Go ahead. I don't know what that rapper's real name is, but that's what he should go by. Like he should just be Clarence because he can't be Tiger. There's already a Tiger, and when you say Tiger, everybody thinks the world's most famous athlete, not rapper who appeared in a few episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Right. You go by Clarence. Oh, speaking of Tiger Woods, I heard the greatest uh, Christmas joke this year. Oh, What's God. the difference between Tiger Woods and uh, Santa? Santa stopped after three hoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <geez. laughs> And if you are offended by Rag's joke, email him at... <laughs> We but, should yeah, probably really? get to the, we should probably get back to the main topic. Yeah, set okay. right, so that yeah. was the on yeah, radar. Record. Yeah, that went a little that went a little bit longer, but I mean <laughs> I we give you guys an idea of how the podcast is gonna rip and roll, you know, that kind of thing. You know, we're not taking ourselves too serious about the situation. So I mean, you know, don't don't get in your feelings when you hear this podcast I'm like, oh I can't believe he said that. I can't he's I'm appalled. You know, stop. You know what I'm saying? It's like in the description, like, don't take none of this stuff serious, man. It's all for entertainment at the end of the day. You know, we, we're entertaining ourselves, but most of all, we're trying to entertain you. So just take its entertainment and then keep it moving that way. So uh, I guess we're going to roll into uh, the topic of the day of this week, that is, as far as stuff new that came in about now. There's no surprise to what I'm about to announce. Everybody knew it was coming. The, uh, the cancellation of the Punisher and Jessica Jones on Netflix. Now, if we already know that Netflix have done multiple shows that was culminating into the, dare I say, disappointing, disappointing team up of the Defenders. But I, I, I liked some of the shows for what it was, and I was very excited before the project really even started when they made the announcement that Netflix was going to make all these shows. So I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And a lot of it was pretty good. There was definitely more in certain criticism how the tone of the show would go and how some things didn't really plan out, especially Iron Fist. That, the Iron Fist was probably the worst, and nobody would argue with me. Iron Fist was the worst <laughs> of all the series. It is what it is, man, because I think I talked to Dean. I said, my problem, first and foremost, he comes on, and 
has the most pipe cleaner less body I ever seen that a dude supposed <laughs> to be a martial artist. It just I mean I mean I don't want to go on a tangent about that. We could probably go another time we do a little breakdown of the Netflix thing because um but we all knew that the cancellation was coming. But my understanding the way things work, Marvel was saying that Netflix was the one that canceled it. But I think the word on the street is that Netflix wasn't willing to pay more exorbitant prices to license from Marvel. So it was just looking, I, they claimed they were just looking for a way to get out of it. But Marvel was too, because Marvel really want all their characters back, which definitely that really motivated the acquisition of Fox. Because they want to get all they, they want to get everything back under one umbrella. They want X-Men back there. They want the uh, Fantastic Four. Hopefully we get a good Fantastic Four and Marvel in the helm of it. I don't know. Jury's still out on it, but um, we all know that Marvel, um, excuse me, Disney, that is, is doing their service uh, platform, which they're calling Disney Plus. They haven't made an announcement yet. No pricing has been um, been talked about whatsoever right now, so news is still scarce about the exact details, but we do know that there's going to be a Scarlet Witch series. Uh, what's the, what was, uh, what's it, uh, the sister's name, uh, Osman, Osman, oh, excuse me, jeez, I'm messing up. Um, uh, Os, what's Osman? I can't think of her name. Elizabeth. Emily Osman? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Emily. Uh, she's going to be in it. And also Tom Hiddleston is going to be in the, the Loki series. So, um, like I said, details a little bit, still a little bit sketchy about exactly where it goes. I guess it's going to chronicle the adventures of, of Yoke, uh, excuse me, Loki, um, during the Nine Realms. So it's, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the Loki thing. I don't know about so I want to watch Scarlet Witch. But I definitely want to try to tune in and watch the local thing. Um, anybody got any thoughts on this right now? Wait a minute, Scarlet Witch is the character from who was in one of the uh, Avengers the, movies. She was in Age of Ultron. That's when she made her debut. Oh, so you mean Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah, Olsen. There you go. I'm sorry, I was messing. Yeah, up. there we go. There you go. Oh my God, so pretty. Uh, dude, I'm not really impressed. And I saw her in Old Boy. So cute. I saw her in Old Boy, and I wasn't impressed. <laughs> just so like cute. You know. like See, like I two are made of leftover parts that she didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> leftover parts of who? Leftover parts Elizabeth Olsen didn't want. They gave oh. to the other. You two split this stuff. But she's the youngest, though. So, like, I, they kind of look alike, but I don't know. She's just different from them somehow. It's like you took all the equity out of them like they were a house and just built one Elizabeth Olsen. No. Oh. <laughs> What'd you go say, Rack? No, I was going to say, like, I never really got into the the Netflix series of Marvel. Okay. Like, I watched a bit of... I watched a bit of Daredevil. I think I watched the first season and a half and just got, like, really bored of it. Same thing with The Punisher. Yeah, I mean... And, like, Jessica Jones, like... It was an all right show, but like I just I was so dumb by that point. And then like I saw the trailer for like, see the thing is I probably would have liked Luke Cage because I was a really big Luke Cage fan when I was reading comics. But the thing is they should have combined Luke Cage and Iron Fist and actually had someone like you said like fit for Iron Fist. Then it would have been an amazing show. Well, I mean they were always teamed up in the comics, right? The heroes for hire, but that was a talk about before 
this whole thing about the cancellation that people were hoping that they were going to do a Heroes for Hire uh, episode. And they kind of snuck it in there by bringing Iron Fist over in, se in season two to help out, uh, to help Luke Cage out, Mike Coulter uh, character in, on the show. So if yeah. people were, they had, you know, had hopes because I just didn't really, I really think they didn't really know what to do with Iron Fist. I don't really believe they, they, I mean, it just, it just was a disaster, man. Both, both seasons and people thought like, okay, you guys were disappointed with season one. We got you on season two. And it was like, uh, you know, I, yeah. I still think y'all, I still don't think y'all got what made Iron Fist cool. I don't think y'all understand that. And then there was talk about, oh, let's do Daughters of the Dragon. Like, dude, come on. Nah, nobody nobody like, wants to see that. Nobody, and nobody then, like, going that. off of what Dion's saying, like, I, I guess what would get me um, into, you know, like, a Marvel Netflix series, mm -hmm. like, let's let's just cast, like, Christina Hendricks as anything, you know? <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. Oh, I just want to see her in tights, dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the funny part is, I've watched the entire Luke Cage series, and my takeaway from it was I would really like this show without the Luke Cage character, like without the supernatural <laughs> superhero <laughs> character, it would have just been like a dark, well, the, gritty well, the thing is, kind of like, noir crime series. So well, the you thing is like, like dark times in Harlem or something. That's what you want. Like, I mean, it would have been sort of like the killing, but set in New York city without all the comic book stuff. And I would have liked it better. Well, that's because I think I had a, a discussion with you about that with the first Hulk movie, they always try to like put it grounded and try to make it real. And we want to, we want to really get into the psychological of the, the, the psyche of the characters and just, nah. and all of a sudden what, what happened at the, the last half an hour of the movie, total comic book movie. It, it totally just took me out of it. And it's like, I don't really, is this all about trying to, Blend it and I think make it's sure it all sense. You know? It's all this like now like comic book movies in order to be good, they have to be Dark Knight. They have to be that's like what dark. I, that's what I hate about the Dark Knight uh trilogy. Everything yeah. got dark. It was like, dude, and like I told you, nope, I don't care. Look, this is this is probably not gonna be popular, but then I said itself, just because someone died do not necessarily deserve your sympathy of their work. Nobody's gonna look at those movies years from now and think they were that good yeah that's me i just i just don't because the reason why i say that to me i have no reason to go back and rewatch them i got all three of them and they watched them since they first came out period like Dion said Did last week got the oscar for that yeah he got the post yeah what's it called the post-mortem yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. right he got that yeah yeah and it, i mean dare i say it's like one of those things like would we really be talking about this movie if he had if he hadn't passed away and you know what I'm saying? And it's nothing to take away that man's death, but that man had a daughter that, you know, has a daughter that she, she never would even meet her father. So his work is how she gets to know him. And it's nothing disparaging or anything disrespectful towards that. This We're talking based on the work itself. I'm, this is all I'm going with. On the work and what I saw, I was not impressed by that trilogy. Well, like, I did like Dark Knight. I liked his, like, role in it, but, like... It's just like I get so much hate for like in the new Aquaman movie when it's it, they're like oh it's too like uh, campy I'm like what do you mean by campy 
oh, it's just all this action and a lot of cheesy jokes and like, you know, a cheesy romance. I'm like, that's what comic books are, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you just described a comic book. <laughs> like, you're only there for like a light love story, like a bunch of action and cheesy jokes. That's why you read comics. Right. I don't know. That's the only reason I don't like the Dark Knight series. Is because now everything has to be like a noir type comic book, you know, or comic book movie. Right. Yeah, that's the direction they've taken them where so it's come right into my wheelhouse as a genre. And the only thing that I don't like is the superhero. (laughs) Yeah, but that was your thing in the beginning when all these movies really kicked off. I remember you talking about that with the successful comic book movies that that the the everybody's going to be diving into their local comic book store trying to grab as many comic books as they can and just rush to make movies out. That's why we got a pitiful spawn movie. It's because that once something kicked off, they were like, oh, everybody was just going to, hey, they, you know, executives were probably going to their son's room, excuse me, what's your favorite comic book? Uh, Killer Killer Clowns. And he's like, Killer Clowns? Let me see that comic book. <laughs> real fast. Oh yeah, I can see a story here. Hey, uh, call up the hack writer, uh, uh, John Smith, and have him write a script out. Have it to me in two months. You know, it's like that's what messed things up at that yeah. time to me. I mean, look at uh, look at Justice League. Justice League was awful. I didn't well, even see it. You're talking, and about I saw the- like <laughs> clips. I saw clips of it. It was god awful because I wanted to see. Oh, maybe since I like Aquaman, I'd like that. No, they just rushed that together because Avengers was doing so well. Yeah, I mean, but you know? see, th- yeah, that's true. But the thing is, you're talking about two directors, two visions that was totally separate. This guy, they bring when they brought Josh Winden. Oh, I'm like, oh, geez, not him, not him, please, please. And I know, I know, there's a lot of you fanboys out there that love Buffy and love uh, Dollhouse and love. Did you also know that he read Toy Story too? Did you love that as well? Did you grow up on that? Maybe you did. But either way, it's like I said, I just looked, it's like, it doesn't make sense. And then they brought, they had to bring the characters back, the actors, excuse me, back in to do reshoots. And it's like, I just shook my head like, this, this is not right. It's not going to work. And don't get me wrong, Zack Snyder, visually, the dude is incredible, vis- visibly. But sometimes, like you said, you might get the story and they get a little, he gets a little too long in the tooth. And my understanding, if you would, by the original cut, his movies would last like, you know, three hours and seven minutes. If you're going to do that, watch the. You know, if he went back in, and I'm everybody's already said that 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 wants to see the Zack Cut Snyder. People claim that it exists, and they just wait for a time to bring it out. And I, for one, will not will not watch that movie until the Zack Snyder come out cut comes out. I'm not watching it because I want to see how he envisioned it from concept to implementation to editing to release. That's all I want to see. I don't really care nothing about all that other stuff. I just want to see the movie as he envisioned it. I don't know, man. That's a slippery slope. Uh, Editors are employed for a reason because they take this long, jumbled mess and they piece it together and make it work. Like I Just the other night, I saw Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, and I, I wanted to cut my wrist. Like, it was so awful. And all the best parts in the movie were missing. I almost threw my TV into the seat. Yeah. That's still considered one hand down one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. 
Have you seen uh, the Richard Donner cut? I, because I can't you are say probably that thinking about the regular one. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, that's, the that's one of my favorite. Cut. I mean, for a kid, yeah. that was my favorite superhero movie. It gave Dude, the regular one it. is fantastic. But the director's cut, Donner's cut, is an abortion. Can I breed some hate right now? Go ahead. <laughs> That's that why we're here. I've uh, <laughs> ever since I was a kid, I've hated Superman. When you could literally beat a superhero by just ca- carrying a rock in your pocket. <laughs> oh, you mean it's it, done, dude. dude? Yeah, if you have kryptonite on you, it's done, dude. Like I defeated Superman. Doesn't matter how small I am. Like he's a lame superhero in my book. <laughs> well, uh, how would you like? <laughs> what would you want his vulnerability to be? He can't be invulnerable, or that's not interesting. Right. Like, if, if there was I, I'd rather I'd rather him not exist than answer that <laughs> oh, question. <laughs> so, in other words, if you lived during the nights when they killed Superman, you would have cried once you saw Superman lives. Then. Oh, I would have I would have had a party, dude. I would have thrown a kegger. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. Uh, we kind of segment off. Started on Marvel, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to DC. DC. Okay, let's just move on then. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll stick a pin in that and visit that some other time. But uh, yeah, okay. during the next Justice League reboot. Yeah, when <laughs> no, when when the when the Snyder Cut comes out, that's what we're talking about this again. We're talking right. about it then. Okay. Uh, also in news, we got Halo, Halo TV series. Guess it's uh, will be directed by the guy who did the Robin Hood movie with starring Jamie Foxx as Little John. I think his character was right. Uh, Alder Burnhurst and the the series will air on, on Showtime. Now, it was announced a couple years back that Showtime was going to develop a TV series, but it kind of been in, like they say, uh, production limbo without any really news going from that. I knew people were attached to it were Stephen Stillberg was uh, Amblin Company was going to produce, produce it also, as well as long as uh, Peter Jackson was going to be a producer as well as Neil Bumcap. Well, wasn't he going to be on it like if when it was going to be a movie? Yeah, during that time Peter period. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He, no, no. What happened is Peter Jackson didn't want to, he didn't want to direct it. So he suggested gotcha. Neil Bumcap and the studio didn't have enough confidence in this guy because he was relatively still unknown. Only thing that any, at that time he was known for was doing a short movie called The District. I think it was called, it wasn't called District 9. But I, it might have been called District 9. But he did a short film in which he... I saw the movie in which he had... Like he said, that movie, special effects, compared to most budgets, it's like people spend more money just on special effects than it costs him to do the whole movie. And this, yeah, like I'm I said, pretty sure did, Neil right. Blomkamp was the director of District 9. Oh, no, yo, without a doubt, he did Elysium. And he also did Chappie uh, with, yeah. uh, with uh, Wolverine fame. Um Blanking on his name. Hugh Jackman. Jackman. There we go. Blanking on his name. I had a burning fart there for a minute. But uh, there's still no any when production's supposed to start. There's really no air date. So that's, you know, we're, we, we'll just keep an eye on it and see how that goes. But uh, also on TV news, The Lost Boys, the 1987 film cult favorite. Cult favorite mine is definitely Lost Boys. It's sitting around two brothers who move. And with their grandfather, because their mother gets a divorce in Santa Carla, I believe it's a fictional, not fictional, but the the, the town in which this takes place. And you have one of the brothers that actually falls in love with one of the female vampires who asks to have a boyfriend whose name is David, who was, play, who was played by 
Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Which I said, I enjoyed the movie for the time in which, uh, Dion, you were still relatively young dude then when that came out, right? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I mean, any thoughts on it? Did you like it? You excited about uh, the TV show? I, I, the, lost, the movie itself, it, it didn't really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, like the movie, the scenes, the action, most of the script I found disinteresting. I thought it had a decent twist at the end where I, I don't know if I'm spoiling a 87 year old movie for anybody, but yeah, <laughs> you know, the person who we thought was kind of the leader was not, I'll leave it at that. I thought that was an interesting twist yes, the way they yeah. wrapped the bow around it. Yes. But I the movie itself did not resonate with me. Oh, uh, right. You're probably really too young. <laughs> I, think you was, I, I you wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you weren't tweaking. I, I wasn't even a thought, <laughs> but uh, like I said, uh, Tyler. I, I, I was still competing in the greatest race, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler po- Posey of uh, Teen Wolf TV show is going to be playing the older son, Michael. Uh, no word yet who's going to play Sandwich, which is his youngest brother, played by one of the Corys. If you're, if anybody remember the Corys during the eighty time period, the two hottest Corys in the world or in the universe. During that time period, unfortunately, R.I.P. to uh, Corey Haim. You know, Corey Feldman's still alive with us, but Corey Haim's no longer with us. Like I said, pretty sad case. Um, so I'm not really going to dwell on that. But um, Corey this... Feldman, who kind of stole the film. Well, I mean, people remember the, the Frog Brothers, of course. So they, they definitely, because Corey Haim, Corey Feldman played one of the Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers were two brothers that ran their parents comic book shop and they also fancied themselves as vampire hunters wink wink you know what i'm saying because they i don't want to spoil the movie for you but let's just say they weren't experiencing vampire killings as we thought they were so uh, just you know do yourself a favor if you're a young guy young girl or if you're if you're an older guy you know that's remember this movie introduce it to your kids it's not it's not really that graphic for our sexual i mean it's you want to sow violence in there? I wouldn't show it to my to my five year old, but uh, it's it's you know it's one of those movies that's just cool to watch. If you're in a vampire, I, go ahead. I definitely wouldn't say that it's scary. So yeah, go ahead and throw it on there. Yeah. It's not going to give your kids nightmares. Well, I guess it all depends on the age of the child, though. So you know, like I said, well, you know, if your kid's a pussy, <laughs> well, that's between the father and the son or daughter. I don't know. That's <laughs> say you got to toughen them up then. But this marks like the third vampire series for the CW, which the show is going to air, which they already have Vampire Diaries, which I got to write with that one, um, and the originals. So it's more like teen angst type of like, you know, 12 to 22 year old women that this move, this show is going to really cater to because they bring on Tyka Posey to probably just be the BK because he's already I'm, I'm just surprised the man want to do another supernatural series he already did teen wolf that lasted like what five seasons and i tried to watch it the first season fell off of it didn't want to watch it no more because i'm a big fan of the of the movie you know and i understand they were just introducing to a new generation so that's fine but it wasn't it wasn't for me so i just stopped watching it but like i said it's like they love their vampires at the cw scene they love their vampires yeah they, they it's it's uh, you know it a thing that I people sometimes say, which is a good thing, like they're taking everything that was great 
from our childhood in the 80s and they're introducing it to a new generation but they always change it so much yeah it's not really the same look at the atrocious ghostbusters dude and that's one i did see nobody wanted that i I tried watching recently right It, it was and it's not because like there were women in it. It was just stupid, goofy. Like, and it wasn't like it wasn't like funny the way Ghostbusters was funny. Yeah, but it my was thing like is fu- that, no. I'm sorry, right? My thing is no. That, go on. Look, I understand we live in that in the age where women could do everything men could do, and it's like well, we watched it because it was a guy movie. It's just what it is. Nobody really wanted to see a bunch of chicks running around with. Oh, look at me! I'm a I'm a Ghostbuster too. It's like look. I understand. I'm. I'm probably. They probably. I'm probably gonna get the hate mail because I already said this to you guys. He's just a. Fi- he's a. He's an anti-feminist, and I already told you I'm a but, lesbian. So don't. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> you know what I'm but but like even in the original, like you had technically the fifth member as uh, what's her name the yeah, the guy uh, from Honey We Shrunk the Kids like love interest. Um, what's her name? Darlene. Eileen. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, you talk. Oh no, you talk about. Uh, I'm not. I'm not talking about Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney okay, Weaver. Right, right. Yeah, she was. You talk about. You know, talk about Annie Potts. Yeah. Annie yeah, Potts' character. Yeah. Yeah. She was technically the fifth Ghostbuster. You know. I mean, well, I mean, well, I thought, I thought you really look at Rick, Rick Moranis, Moranis is like the fifth Ghostbuster. She was just really. Yeah. Secretary. No, that's the one I was talking about. Right. Yeah, but. Okay. Uh, well, Moran, now, now we're just yeah. yeah. He was saying that he was the one. He was the one that got possessed. Remember him and Sigourney Weaver both turned to those like those demon dogs, and they had oh please, they dude. Sex when Sigourney and, Weaver oh, got possessed, dude, I got a little hot, dude. When her hair <laughs> yeah. blew out, yeah, that's why I, my point <laughs> exactly makes him like, a <laughs> Ghostbuster. He was no, not more him. Ghost than Buster. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver know. been sexy since the eighties, so it's, it's not. I guess there, I'm right. going off the yeah. second one. I, like I said, uh, Alien did it for me when, when she got inside the little sleep chamber. Like, oh, look at that. You know, my <laughs> little, my teenage self, like, oh, yeah, that's nice. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. Feel, you know, it's like. Something you know, feels like, right about that. Yeah, something feels. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel good right now. I feel good. That's probably a franchise that is ripe for a reboot. Well, there is talked about that. I mean, the the, the fifth uh, Alien movie in which another, mentioning um, Blumcap. Came up with an idea, and people who have seen the script, namely um, uh, James Cameron, who directed probably the best Alien movie there is. I don't know, did he direct it or was it somebody? I know he at least wrote it. No, it was the other guy. It was uh, Ridley Scott. He directed it. Yeah, Ridley he? Scott. Okay, okay. I think he did. Yeah. That's that's Great what. You, like I said, I th- I told Dion. I said James Cameron knows how to view sequels. T two. Yeah. That's all you need to say. You don't need you don't need to talk about after this anymore. I didn't really. I don't care know. Too much I, Avatar, I'm an original but, Terminator fan, but uh, it, but we'll see. For but the, they tried doing an Alien reboot. Well, they tried. It's you, like yeah, with the uh, Prometheus. But the yeah. thing is, it left a lot open at the end, and like if they followed it up with another movie, it would have been fine. But they didn't. Okay. You know. Well, is Prometheus a reboot or is it a prequel? It's it was a prequel. A prequel. It's a prequel. But like you know, it was supposed to set up like a new you know line. Right. Like, supposedly a Raya. Opening up a reboot. To give you an idea yeah, where we got to, like Aliens One. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to fill in the blanks. Up to all right. How do we get on this topic, though? <laughs> okay. Well, we were talking about um, we segmented from the vampire talk over to Sigourney Weaver. So 
anytime it's a good time. Basically rebooting movies. anything. <laughs> yeah. Like and like does anyone want to close that off? Like I, I don't really like that like we have to just keep rebooting things. I think we should leave well enough alone. Well that's just you know? how that's how how uh creatively bankrupt Hollywood is. Everybody says all the time. You know? Because, I mean, we yeah. talked about the, like what Dion said, you're mining people's childhood in order to bring it. Yeah, I would like, like me and Dion talked, we would love to introduce our children over to Thundercats, but not the Thundercats in which you want to give us. We want to give them the original Thundercats, OGs, Thundercats, if you will. I will you know? give you the last word on this topic. Dear Hollywood screenwriters, Please get back on cocaine. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, that's how we got Scarface, I think, right? Because <laughs> me and Rag talked about uh, Scarface, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, we, we could go into that another time. Right, yeah. So we're going to just move on to, you know, after that point. Yeah. Now, let's go over to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Talks about uh, the new Fast and Furious movie, Shaw and Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw, excuse me. Because we know Rock going to get Dilly first. So, um, him and, uh, okay, well, let me put it this way. It stars Jason, uh, excuse me, Jason Stratum. Uh, I have to learn how to talk again. Dwayne Johnson. And also, what I didn't know until I saw the trailer is everybody's sexy female chocolate dream, Jesus Alba. <laughs> Women, you know, they love that dude for sure. And the movie takes place two years after the events of The Fate of the uh, Fast and Furious, I believe the movie is called. And I, from what I gather, Evis Alves is playing some type of super soldier in which uh, Dwayne character Hobbs and Jason Stratum character Shaw, who played who was the brother of the, of the movie of the, uh, what was it, the second before last movie, that is, uh, was seeking revenge on our Fast and Furious crew. So... I think he's some type of rogue super agent that goes rogue, and they tap these two guys on. I look at it as kind of like it's almost like the the formula of the buddy uh the buddy cop movies they like to call them, where you have two polar opposites, where Hobbs is this you know buff uh you know dude, and and Shaw is pulled this refined and sleek type of uh you know character, and they. You know they're gonna bump head constantly because they're both, they're like they like frenemies, if you will. They both can't stand each other, don't like each other. And doing the trailer, you see how they kind of try to one up each other during the process of trying to uh, take down each album's character down. So, so, so it's from my understanding, it's not my understanding, but Rock is really enjoying the feedback the fans are giving them based on the trailer they saw. And what's the movie's release date? I think I had it posted down here somewhere, but I don't see it. Okay, it comes out August. Second, 2019. So at the end of summer, everybody and all the ladies that is will get their chance to see Mr. Edis Alba do his thing with The Rock and Jason Statham. Any thoughts there, fellas? Care? Don't care? Moving on. <laughs> What's the deal? I, I'm pretty excited. Like I've never big in the Fast and Furious, but like those are three guys I'd watch any movie that they do. You know? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I I like uh, both uh, Dwayne and Jason. So. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Transporter film, so, you know, I like to see uh, fight choreography. Oh, I, uh, I was more of a Crank fan. Yeah, I like yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like, but I think... Even it, though it's ridiculous, yeah, but... Yeah, right, but it was more, like, like I said, it was better. The fight choreography was more extensive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as when they're, you know, just... I mean, I I, I like both. I'm a, I think I'm a fan of both his movies, man. I'm a fan of uh, Jason Statham movies. 
and the rock cadet like do no wrong and uh i can't hmm. what's the what's the third guy's name i don't know how to pronounce oh, his name alba. yeah idris alba yeah. alba i don't know yeah, but yeah alba. he's always good yeah he's like i said he was he was up to uh to be the next bond which i didn't have a problem with not because oh i i would love him as bond i hated what's his name oh Daniel the, Craig? Um, the last guy yeah i hated him I didn't. I watched like all the Bond films because it's a Bond film. How could he skip it? But mm-hmm. I mean, even the guy goes. He goes. Oh, I hate Bond. You know, I'm just doing this for the money. Well, yeah. I mean, one person that probably won't be a fan of the movie uh, is Mr. Tyrese, <laughs> who uh, Rock and had. Well, he didn't. Rock didn't have a few with him. Tyrese was trying to have a few with him over the fact this movie even got made because it pushed back the next Fast and Furious movie. So he got up in his feelings about that and was crying on social media. What do you want from me? And I mean, like, dude, stop crying for one. Yeah. Man up, boy. But it, sh- it should be a good movie. This yeah. Fast and Furious. Right, yeah. I mean, Everybody they always do well. There. They always do well. They always do well. The movies always do well. That's why we got seven, eight of them already. So the movies are jogging us. Once they come out, they make a ton of money. Everybody, you know, just waiting for the next check after that point. At least in Tyree's case, that is. Yeah. Yeah. And even Everybody though it wasn't... Your- Go ahead. So it, it, it's I I'll throw this out there, and then everybody who loves the franchise and is rejoicing right now can get back to toasting and slapping each other on the back. Yeah, I despise this franchise, and the buddy cop movie formula is <laughs> so tired. Like it, if you want to watch Hobbs and Shaw for free, watch Lethal Weapon on TV. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. See, like I, I'm oh. sort of like the in between, like which I was gonna say, like even though like I would never got big into Fast and Furious, like every time I was over a friend's house and they had it on, I never didn't enjoy it. But I would never like put it on because like car chases aren't really my thing. You don't live your life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drive 55, but I still don't have to watch it on TV. <laughs> anybody who kept watching after that line was delivered good on you because that was done yeah i was done when i heard that dialogue that's one of the one of the scenes they really make fun of that whole thing you know that's but hey the movies make money at the end of the day and that's all that really hollywood that's all the bottom they care about the bottom line and these movies make a ton yeah. of money a ton of money now uh fast and furious 2 uh you know uh and tokyo drift is obviously the most hated but I mean, the movies, nonetheless, once they brought back Ben and Paul back together, you know, R.P. Mr. Paul Walker, uh, you know, the movies started making a ton of money again. So, I mean, that's all yeah. they, at the end of the day. That's all they want to do is make some money. And like Deion yeah. said, I can tell them back, good job. I'm a, I'm a producer. Thank you. I, I take all the money, give it all, you know what I'm saying, drive the bring show to the back of my house. So, yeah, it's basically the Mission Impossible of like you know speed chases. Right, that's what I'm saying. They know? don't take themselves very seriously. They went yeah. more to the crazy than ever. Each movie goes more and more crazy, you know. So, but moving on at that one, we got old brother. We got Chris Hemsworth to play the wrestling legend himself, Hulk Hogan, in the biopic. See, I, I'm not sure I like this casting, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a better recommendation, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna have to process that. Why you don't like Christian work? <laughs> I like him, him. Like he's a good Thor, but I mean, I can't see him as Hulk. 
Well, I mean, he's going to have to bulk up. He's definitely going to have to bulk up. I mean, I, I guess he's – I don't know if he want to do the steroid thing or not, but uh, <laughs> he's going yeah, to have to bulk up a lot. Quite a considerable mass. muscle mass. Yeah. He's going to be more buff than he was in Thor. If he's going well, to the thing Hulk. with the Hulk is he had the, he had the steroid, like, hard muscle, you know? That it looks like rocks under his skin. Well, so no, he's back got, then, he's they, got they were more burly. They wasn't really defined. They were just big, burly dudes. There was really I don't no, know, dude. There wasn't really that. I mean, what I'm saying, nowadays you can see a lot more. They're doing a lot more different training, you know, as far yeah. as that goes. And, they're, you know, there's much more muscle definition. Back then, they were just really stocky dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people that kind of changed that was the Ultimate Warrior and the uh, and I want to say I want to say uh, the Road Warriors. They were definitely uh, trendsetters for like just like just really stocky looking dudes. You know. So it was. I like say this was worth me. Watching more, I was my favorite. Go ahead. If you're listening out there, uh, if they want you to shave your head so you can have a blonde bald horseshoe. Ask for an extra million dollars. Oh, you mean like Teddy, uh, like uh, Halle Berry got uh, five grand for a titty? <laughs> if you have to go to the barber shop and ask for the mean Gene Okerlund, ask for more money. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that cast on Mr. Rest of the the supporting cast are going to play a lot of the, like, who's, who, who's going to play narcissistic Vince McMahon? That's why I was, who they going to get to do that? Like, oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know who'd be? I don't know. I can't think of the guy's name, but I don't know. Well, we'll I'll watch it. Pittman might make a good Vince. He's too short, though. Jeremy too short. Pittman's too a short. good Weasley kind of guy. Well, he's gonna have to put on some elevator shoes then, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna definitely have to stand on some crates if you're gonna be standing up there. I think Vince is like six one, six two, maybe. You know, he's not really super tall, but he's not. He's not a small man either. You know, the man is seventy, like seventy three years old. And probably still, uh, still bench at least probably like four hundred pounds. So who's the you know what I'm saying? My question like, is why? Why, why are they movie? doing a Hulk Hogan biopic? Well, why the, who's the clamoring man. to see this it's, movie? Why not? It's the, I mean, it's why the not? New, People it's the new thing Hulk on Man. Netflix. Yeah, you know, I, and that's mention of which that's who's going to do it. It's, it's going to be a Netflix movie. It's going to be a Netflix. Yeah, it's right now. They so just did. Jesus. They just did the Motley Crew one. Like they're oh, I didn't even they're know doing things. Yeah. Okay, looks funny as hell, but I think it. Well, if you're doing a crew, it needs to be like a dark comedy. I would think. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like okay, they're just yeah. going like off, like you know. I mean, I read the. Um, I was never too big into Molly Crew. Like I like a couple of their songs, but like the reason I respect them is because I read the autobiography of Ozzy, and he was like, "Yeah, I just liked them because they were heavy partiers." You know, like one time I party with them and I end up on the side of a freeway, like just waking up. Was that the one where I think when, <laughs> I think one of them like sniffed a line of cocaine and almost sniffed some ants on top of it because it fell on the ground? I remember some it, they had some it was some uh, I want to say in Europe, they did a, a tour that was so much debauchery that it was legendary. Oh, yeah, it was the Ozzy. Um, I forget which album, but it was the Ozzy Motley Crue tour. Uh-huh. And like. Yeah, it was just. I don't know if they're gonna cover that in the movie, but like, I'm excited for these biopics, you know? Okay. I don't know. They a really interesting part of the movie is they should cover is like Nikki Six's overdoses because I've heard them talk about it on the radio. Yeah. And it is yeah. super compelling. 
Yeah, he died multiple times, so from my understanding. I mean, hence kickstart my heart, you know? Because yep. he had to get like <laughs> he had to get the shot straight to his heart of uh, what's it called? Oh, adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. I said, hey, uh, boys and girls, if you listen to this, drugs are bad. Just take away. Yeah, they are. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. All right. Next up, we got Glenna Paltrow. She's saying that it may be time for her to exit the Marvel Universe. Oh, that's, let me pronounce it right. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, as they like to say all the time. So Yeah, there's multiple universes, universes in Marvel. Get it right. Yeah, I'm making sure. I'm, no, I'm with, no. They, they, the buzzword is always the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's what they want to make sure. So Disney, make sure when you cut me that check, I, I pronounced it right. I just want my money. I said it right. <laughs> I, I live right, right. I live in Michigan. I'm not gonna tell you little trolls that probably want to swap me. I'm not doing it. So can we get a PO box? <laughs> I, <Can we> get... <laughs> hey. Hey, if you want, hey, if you if you listen to this show and you say, "Well, I like our operative," uh, and I want to send him, you know, a nice uh, fruit cake. Okay, fine. I get a PO box, no problem. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Just don't put nothing in it though, because I will check it. So, yeah, no funny stuff. Yeah, no don't funny send him any fun. Don't send him funny brownies. All right. Yeah. If you're a troll and you want to swap the operative, <laughs> he lives in the city of Detroit. Swat him. There you they go. Yeah. Use it. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Help the crime reduction. Swap the city of Detroit twice a week. There you go. You heard it. You heard it from him. <laughs> there you go. He, just, he gave you. He gave up my location. There you go. He gave it up. But um, she's saying that basically she feels a little bit too old to be putting on tights and running around playing superheroes. So she feels like it might be time for her to move on. So I think nobody's really gonna cry because to me, Kuna Paltrow is like the Skylar White of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so nobody wants to see her. Nobody wants to talk to her. Let her go ahead, and move on because she's probably one of the most hated people in Hollywood. You know, uh, okay. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She is. Her personality. Mind, Christina Hendricks play. replacement done. I get what I want. She gets what she wants. But man, you can't fill in Christina every role. Now, it's just the woman. The woman. As just, Pepper Potts, uh, I can. Well, maybe. You could. Man, I, I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn away. <laughs> I watch. It. No problem. I like her in Mad Men. At what point does Pepper Potts don tights and fight crime? She's gonna. Yeah, she's she gonna, doesn't. Yeah, she does. In the comic book, she does. Yeah, in the comic book, she plays a character called Rescue. Tony Stark made an armor for her, and her caveat is that she wanted no weapons in the suit. So she Rescue. that's why she's called Rescue. And she has she she posted a picture of her in the in the suit. She wasn't wearing a helmet, but you could see yeah. her her shoulder part and the green screen behind her. So Rescue is definitely going to be in the movie. It's definitely going. She's definitely going to be. That's not uh, even like tights. It's another mech suit. Like, yeah, it has some leather on it, but it's another mech suit. Yeah, but her at least little attitude. She probably just like, uh, dude. I hate when actresses and actors like try to get bougie, dude. But see, her thing is that she's already said that the main reason why she even took the role was a favor to the director, John Favreau. So it wasn't like she was actively campaigning to be Pepper. He's like, look. Won't you do this movie with me? Well, may not was be, it a pro bono case? Did she not get millions for it? Well, I mean, only, <laughs> the, the person like... who made the most money, needless to say, was Tyre Howard. And you know what happened to him. He got booted. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, she wasn't really doing it for a check, if that was the case. 
So she, I mean, she got the girl. The, that's the whole thing. Problem with, uh, with her is that people she has such a like bougie elitist attitude because she comes from so-called Hollywood royalty. Her father was acclaimed director. Her mother has been an actress for years. So she saw she's grew up with literally with a silver spoon in her mouth. So that's why people yeah. probably hate her, you know. But the thing is that I think what people are trying to say is that if she come on board, do that leave question marks to what happened to uh, Tony Stark, aka Robert Downey Jr.? You know, does he? You know, what I'm saying where where is it going? Because people are trying to speculate how many characters are going to die after uh, Endgame. So it's one of those things. Like I don't really know because me personally, I've already did like certain characters like replacement actors that I probably want to see move on from there because it's going to be hard if if Robert Downey Jr. moves on and they we already know they're going to reboot Iron Man maybe like four to five years now if he if he doesn't want to do it anymore who's going to play him you're going to I'm pretty sure they already having preliminary talk like who should we get to replace him I don't know you know we should get Eric Banner dude I feel bad Eric Banner, no, that dude is like poison. Dude. <laughs> we just we just talked about how how horrible the first Hulk movie was. He's him, he, and he's I, about, I liked but it, he's dude. A, that was my up. childhood, dude. But that's the whole thing. He's what you just said a minute ago. He's too elitist or too bougie to ever play a comic book character again, according to him. You know. Keep Gwyneth Paltrow. Just give her more money or do a product oh, placement no. where like the Hulk gets injured and she puts some goop on him. And there, she gets her money. She gets her product out there. Oh, you think she's everybody's doing it for a check? She's not that essential. I don't know. She's not that essential to the to the um to the movies to the franchise. Like, get out of here, man. Like, she's not that essential. Like I said, she's the Skylar White of the Marvel Universe <laughs> story. Nobody cares. Nobody likes her. And then that note, we're moving on to the next. Uh, next thing I got on the on the little list here. Uh, Game radar. Casting. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of casting, yeah. Speaking of casting, that's true. Good segue, Dion. Um, Cage Radar did his suggestions of who should be the next Batman actor. It's the next one to dial the cow, as they say. So, the names we got thrown out there, we got Jake Gyllenhaal. Now, everybody knows Jake. Jake's going to be in the upcoming Spider-Man Fire From Home playing the Mysterio character, which I'm very interested to see how that he's going to translate to the big screen. And we have Daniel, Daniel, um, excuse me, Don, Donald Glover. Ugh. Donald Glover, insane choice I put on there. Definitely insane. Who on earth going to believe this geek? And he truly is a geek playing yeah. Bruce Wayne and Batman. Just doesn't make sense. It's like it's like the only thing he has going for him is the chiseled jaw. But yeah, he's but super still, scrawny, dude. Yeah, so, but he's goofy looking, man. He's goofy. I'm saying that's like that's like no different than uh this whole thing about uh what is that Michael B Jordan uh they people throwing this like, maybe he should be the next Superman dude he sucked as Killmonger in um uh, Black Panther and I'm and and I really believe people are not the same thing I said about the Dark Knight trilogy people are not going to look back on Black Panther with such fondness it's just not I watched that movie. I was less than impressed, and you can sit up here and say to me, well, how can you feel that way? Just like, no, you're talking about a franchise that was, uh, excuse me, that was, well, a character that was made by the late, great Stan Lee, and I'm not, it's not a knock against him, but if you're going to make a movie and you want it to 
to go to a demographic which is all African American, you should have did something like Meteor Man. Meteor Man is a or, totally or original Luke character. Cage. Well, yeah, but see, like, but, but my you know, my thing is. My thing is, Luke Cage was like B-list, like like or like even like A-list because he came in the Avengers. But like, Black Panther was a C-list superhero. He rarely showed up in the comics. Well, Iron Man was the same way. Iron Man was a C-list. They only made Iron Man because they didn't have they didn't have rights to none of the big characters, so they gambled with Iron Man, and it, it was a good gamble. So all this stuff about this, we knew from the beginning we were going to piece together. You, no, you didn't. You had no idea whether or not that movie was going to fly. It was after you get released it, and that's when y'all start coming up with ideas because it's so disconjointed about how you gonna say to me that, oh, we we had the we had uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War since since 2008. No, you didn't. Stop, stop it, stop, stop, stop it. Don't sit up here and tell me that, man. I don't believe you. I really don't because you had no idea. Because me and Dion had conversation. I am a big Robert Downey Jr. fan. I make no apology about it. Even I was doubtful. I didn't know how it was going to translate. I didn't know whether or not he's going to knock it out the park or not. But I knew the man was talented. And that's the whole thing I held on to when I went in and saw this movie in the theater. And I was like, thank goodness. Because he 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 did his thing. I was impressed. And I was glad to see him winning. And I'm always going to root for this man because, like I said, he's an amazingly talented actor. And I, like I said, I've been a fan and continue to be a fan. Now, but uh, let's throw a couple more actors out there, though. I've got John Hamm of Mad Men fame, which is me personally. Batman. Me personally, give it to him. Just give it to him. Yeah, when I had it as well. Yeah. yeah, when I initially saw this list, I went, why Why is there any question out of these people who you would give this role to? Give it it's, to John Hamm. Are you he, serious? Come on. He would kill it as Bruce Wayne. Kill it. Yeah. Kill it. The man looked like... If you want to imagine what Bruce Wayne looked like in your head, it's John Hamm. In the story, it's John Hamm. John Hamm. The man was made for it. Only other person that I would see if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't him, but he's already been cast as uh, Deathstroke is John Meganello. That guy, I like yeah, him too. He's a I little mean, big. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, I don't think Bruce Wayne's ever that big. My God, that man's huge. Yeah, but I mean, but he's all about deceptively, you know what I'm saying? You don't really look at that because deceptively, he try, as Bruce Wayne, he throws off the whole thing. Look how big Big Affleck is. He packed on that muscle. Well, he's, I'm going to say he's a big guy. He's also a big dude. I don't know if he was ever as big as Joe Manganiello. Oh, well, I mean, that's what, I mean, obviously for Deathstroke, the fight scene would have been cool because he's such a big guy. I mean, I guess what Joe, uh, Joe is like, what, like 6'3", six, 6'4"? Somewhere along in there, I don't think he's really super tall than Ben. I think Ben is only like six one, six two, six two tops, I believe. At least I believe that that's what it is. And um, another actor we got thrown in the mix is Ryan Gosling, which is never going to happen because he's he thinks he's too above, above above a comic book movie, which I'm pretty sure he's been asked before and he told him no. Ryan Gosling would make a better Pepper Potts than. <laughs> <laughs> What you gonna try to say? He's usually gonna be a transgender. <laughs> man, I don't know, transgender uh, Iron Man or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, he he ruined one of my favorite superhero characters. I don't think he should be any superhero. And what out there? Who is it? Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Wasn't that? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Who's the Green Lantern? Oh, you talking about Ryan Reynolds? 
of uh, uh, Deadpool thing. Average white boy name, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ryan, like I said, he's never, The thing with with Ryan is that my understanding he will not commit to a multi picture deal of the same franchise, and that's why they. I guess Who's they can't come down. Oh, uh, I can't just stand by here, Rag, of, and let never, you uh, disparage famous drive, Canadians. I got to live here. Drive. Uh, oh, uh, notebook. Yeah, notebook. Nah, dude, he's not. He's not Batman material, dude. No. But uh, we got another guy be, out here. He'd be a good Riddler. Who's out here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all. Uh, if anything, I could see him. I would see him as Iceman if he was an X Men movie. I no. see him totally as Iceman. Dude, no, no, could uh, oh, Iceman from X Men, or maybe even I thought uh, you meant Mr. maybe Cyclops. Freeze. Cyclops, he might have made, he might have made a good slice. Cyclops. Oh yeah, I'd be good. Yeah, uh, another man who happens to be looking for work after the cancellation of the series that we mentioned earlier is John Barathol, the Punisher himself. My thing is that I'm my take is that it's interesting, but I don't think he's I don't think he could. The article said that he, he he can be charismatic in interviews, but I don't know if that translates over to the whole, like, you believe he's a titan of industry. Yeah, know, like, the thing is, of, he's not suave enough. Like, every role he's ever been in, he's not, like, a suave dude. He's, like, sort of, like, a badass. Yeah, right. he looks, like, too too rugged, too... <laughs> it was the I same problem I had with what's-his-face as, as James Bond, you know? He wasn't, like, suave, dude. Oh. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know who who you know who would be perfect for, and I threw this out in the ether before, is that you know he could probably make a really really good Wolverine. Just think about it. Think about when you seen him. Think about it, Rag. You seen him in the Punisher. Just think about him as as Wolverine. Now, whether or not oh, he has, guy? yeah, hell yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think he would make a pretty cool Wolverine, man. I really do. I think. He yeah, would really be a good so. Wolverine. Yeah, based on if you watch Punisher, you can I can see him doing the rage thing when he make those animal noises, like he does in the Punisher. Like he, I think me per, I mean, don't get me wrong. My really my dream cast would be Scott Eastwood because he's young. But if you wanted somebody that could do like at least about two to three films, I say go with John. You know, go with John. John, like I said, I, I really, I, the more, when I thought about that and the more I kept thinking about it, I was like, I really think the man would make a really good Wolverine. I really, and he's, he's open. He ain't got nothing to do right now. Because this is like the second, because he did another TV series on that was on TNN after he left The Walking Dead and that got canceled. So the man, you know what I'm saying, he's always, from my understanding, he said he has no problem jumping his pickup truck because he takes his, his dog with him to every set that he goes to. So he ain't got no problem. The man would I'm pretty sure it'd be some big shoes to fill with Hugh Jackman, but I, I really think the man can do it. I really do. I really think man if I mean anybody listen to this, think about it. And kids, if you don't know who he is, because I'm pretty sure you should, because he probably walked walking dead, he plays Shane that died what in season two, I believe he his character was killed off in. But um I hate him in that one and when he was Shane. You know, because <laughs> only only because like yeah, he did his boy dirty. So that's the only reason. But that was in the comic book. But the last person on the list is how do I pronounce this? Peter Sarah Fenowitz. Fenowitz, yeah. Fenowitz. Uh he played the Tick. Uh in the Amazon series The Tick. Uh Tick was that big blue superhero. 
<laughs> of Amazon. I'm excuse me of comic book fame. Still stick, sticking to the com- comic book genre of uh, TV shows and movies. Uh, this guy, I don't. He's tall, and that's all I can really say about. It. I don't know if he has the. I mean, the ticket's more of a comedy, so maybe if this guy... Yeah, and he's always, like, a comedian. Like, he's always right. in a comic role, you know? Maybe maybe if he was going to play the Joker. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's all. I don't really know if that really would go over. Most of the guys on here, if you take him off and Donald off and this just throw uh, Ryan because, like I've said, he stated that he's not really... Not stated, excuse me. But he's definitely not a guy that wants to be tied down far as uh movie franchises because i don't think he ever did a sequel that he was in i mean he did the the uh the blade runner but that wasn't like his wasn't his franchise previously he was just stepping in for harrison ford but if you ask me i really think you know who he's probably should play he should probably be um indiana jones son as in um indiana jones movies because charlotte oh. bow sucked and oh yeah <laughs> i'm just saying let's call it where it is he sucked and I don't have no problem with Shia as a person. I really don't. I think he's a funny dude. But as far as like movies like that, like no, he was totally miscast as a so-called son of Indiana Jones. Ryan Gosling could probably take over that franchise and keep it moving if he wanted to yeah. do it. I'm pretty sure he could without a, no problem whatsoever. No I problem. Yeah, I, that's what I, that's when I thought about that. So he probably make the really good next Indiana Jones. He's definitely charismatic enough. He. Right. You could see a, a a a female Nazi sleeping with him totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could tell, I could totally. I believe the man could, could kill it. I believe. You. I haven't seen uh, the the uh, Blade Run next Blade. Uh, excuse me, sequel. I have. You know, it's one of those. I I heard it was disappointing. Was it? Like from Blade Runner fans, yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, it's on my uh, to watch list. It's on there. Yeah, on same. There. Yeah. All right, fellas. That's what my end of for us doing the entertainment. Yeah, I think I think just John Ham, John Ham all day for Batman. John Ham. John Ham. Both have it. Put Don Draper in a bat suit. That's it. All right, Hollywood. You heard it from you hear from um, Media Hustle uh, crew. You want to see John and Hamm Ryan Gosling as Pepper Potts? Like, seriously, get, let's get that trending on Twitter. Get out of here, man. <laughs> you know, get so, so. He's not. He's not. He's more. He's more. He's more masculine. Then, then Tony Stark, no, it's not, it's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I surely doubt that it's Pepper Potts. Like, get out of here. I mean, he could probably, if anything, if he's gonna do some type of comedy, maybe it should be him and Chris Hemsworth to team up for the next Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> if you want to do yeah. something like out of that realm, that would be funny. Him, Chris Hemsworth, and, and, and put Don Glover. Donald Glover, yeah, yeah, Donald Glover. Okay, now we get, yeah. Okay, we need one more dude. Who's gonna pay the egg? Yeah. I, I feel like we need a whole episode where we go through like every like oh, possible casting? remake and oh. we just cast it. Oh, dream casting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dream casting. Yeah. Dream casting. Anyway, yeah. Anybody got anything they want to add to the list here or want to throw out there? Nope. Keep it easy, keep it sleazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll rubber stamp this one and call this, uh, put this one in the bank. Yeah, I think that's well. I think that we can close it out there, fellas. It's been a, I do a- have one last thought, please. Um, right. If anybody's listening, 
uh, Illinois Department of Corrections. Please get R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett in the same cell because we need a summer jam. (laughs) They they probably would be the most popular two in jail because dare I say Rob going to jail. (laughs) Get them in the same cell and just like let them have a drum machine at least. No, we'll ju- we'll just get like DJ Khaled arrested for some nonsense, <laughs> and we'll, we'll have a summer jam. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, sir, and another one. <laughs> Before you close that cell, there's another one. <laughs> and on that note, oh. I think we should see ourselves out. All yeah. right. Oh uh, well, it's today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Take care. Jesus. Peace.